New card. What do you think? Get over here! That man is playing Galaga. I understood that reference. You shall not pass! So say we all. So say we all. Run with me. It's adamantium tasting time, boys. Well, maybe it's your number one. All wings report in. Interval. This is the best damn nerd show. I am your host, microphone alchemist James Kincaid. With me tonight, Hall of Fame cyber athlete Jonathan Craig. Howdy. And finally, on a better internet connection, Professor Chris Davis. Uh, nobody knows what you're talking about. It's been great the whole time. Has no, not been great. Let's, let's give people a peek under the hood, though, because yes. we just spent the last 45 <laughs> minutes. Telling Davis he needs to plug into Ethernet, and then he says, "No, no, I'm good. I'm good. I, I, I never do it on Ethernet on this setup." And then, <laughs> two minutes into the intro, his internet, his Wi-Fi crapped out, and then we have Took to wait an another ten minutes for him to find shit. out. We have to wait it, another ten minutes for him to drunkenly figure out how to plug in an Ethernet cable, and and here we are. An so if this is a thirty-minute episode where it's just me bitching, <laughs> Davis, <laughs> that's why. It, it just might be a windy night up here, you know? I'm in the Redwoods. Things happen. What does wind it have kinda to hurts. do with it? Does, it? does the wind, like, push the Wi-Fi signal? Like, it, it's in the less it's direct going path. It's like, fight against the wind. Well, I think the clear issue here is that, you know, it, given the fact that Davis thinks that he's, like, super immune now, he clearly hasn't gotten vaccinated. So he doesn't have that 5G internet going up <laughs> with the, what you true. get from the vaccine. So you need to get the, yeah. get the shot, Davis, and boost your internet connection. I am like superhuman now because I've had it and I have the vaccine. It's like double mutant. I, I think it canceled out and it's, it's completely shit on your connection. But welcome back uh, to the Best Damn Nerd Show, everybody. Davis, uh, we haven't checked in on your portfolio for a minute. Uh, Want to talk a little crypto? A little, are you going to the moon? What's going on? The stonks? The stonks are alive again, boys. We are in the cockpit we got some fuel we're getting going we're not even getting going launched it off yacht because we're, we're gonna we're not going going to the moon we're going to mars baby red going to mars going to mars bitches you we're gonna make pluto it's not a, it's not we're gonna a make pluto space. a planet again it's a faulty spaceship it is you just don't know if it's gonna go or not uh but hey let me ask last... you has this has this journey played out how you expected reading wall street bets in january and like getting sucked into this <laughs> not in the least bit <laughs> I, I didn't know i have to wait this long <laughs> are you holding on now just like out of principle and stubbornness yeah yeah I'm in it this long. Why not? Just out of principle, if it goes to zero, it goes to zero. If it goes to a thousand, it goes to a thousand. No matter what, we're, you're along for the ride. We're saying f the man right now. We're just holding. You know, just move your mic if, away from your mouth a little bit. We're just, we're just holding. We're making money right now. It's great. Um, but you know, and you know what? The making other money, meme I mean, stock. You're, you're probably down, right? If I'm. No, I'm, I'm up right now. I'm up right now. Okay. How much okay, are you up? So. If you don't mind me Just asking. Sell and walk away. No, I uh, I'm up like 
a G right now. Nice, dude. Walk okay. Away. <laughs> and then, but the color. other memes talk AMC. AMC's going through the roof right now too. So you own AMC. You got, I do. I own just as many. And uh, I, contr- I contributed. I bought a couple of movie tickets. Yeah, go go to the theaters, everyone. Help me out. I, I didn't use them. That's a story for another time. But oh no, <laughs> That's another, another sad story. <laughs> <laughs> We're not good. We're not going oh, there right now. But I did. Emily, my Emily, no showed. <laughs> Emily is really away now. Emily's far I did away. my part as a patriotic <laughs> American to stimulate the economy. For- unfortunately, that's the only thing that was getting stimulated. Uh, but uh, <laughs> I, I'm I'm curious as to I still don't quite understand what's going on with these. <laughs> well, I, they're, no. they're they're saying all the shorts were covered. They're not, ladies and gentlemen. That's the story. They're not covered, and it's still like going all haywired because nothing's covered. And there, you, we just have to hold out. Just gotta hold. Oh man, apes, you hold you strong. Have no idea what you're talking about, but I love it. Here, here's, here's, Smooth I've come full circle since the last time since the last time we talked about the apes. Uh, I was concerned for Davis. I still am, uh, but you know, it's fruitless. There's no point to be concerned. He's he's gonna do what he's gonna do. If if not this, he would lose the money in some other fashion. But what I find interesting is because now, since our last episode, Dogecoin has kind of taken off and made people I, a lot of money. I tried getting in at four cents, and the crypto apps are not the easiest to join. Yeah. Um. So I could have I could have done really well with that one too. So I was really really pissed. There's a there's an element of all of this that just feels like fucking trolling. That's it, it, so that's where I've come full circle, James. Like it's okay. So traditionally, stock investing has been about like buying fractional shares of companies, having ownership, trying to identify companies that have like good fundamentals or have a good trajectory. That is not the case with AMC or especially GameStop, and definitely not the case with Doge, right? Like, there's, what the fuck is no, a Doge coin? Like, what is it? It's, like, a, it's just another cryptocurrency. There's no inherent value in in well, there is some inherent value in GameStop. It's negative value because their liabilities are too high. But well, but but it, what what people are buying into now, like things changed at least for now. I don't know how long this lasts, but right now, people are buying into movements. They're buying into memes. It's not it's not about buying a, like shares of a company and being an owner of a company anymore it's just about being a part of a meme and if you make a little bit of money cool if you lose your money fine it doesn't matter because it's just for the meme i just i i feel like and i don't want to get too historical or whatever and bore people to death but this whole like crypto thing it's such bullshit but this is all because our our actual money is no longer backed up from the gold standard like that, like the, the reason why these asshats can can create like a, a money that's just a dog meme. <laughs> like that's yeah. what the fuck, dude? <laughs> like, what is that? I mean, who, it's, who it was paid in that. Where can I buy that? Where, where can I use my, my, little dog, my little doggy buck? Davis, do you have an answer for this? <laughs> I, I think Davis is lagged out hard again, by the way. Uh, yeah. th- there is 
there is a yeah davis davis is way behind uh there there is an athlete i i forget who it is but it's accepting like at least a large chunk of his salary in cryptocurrency i don't think it's freaking yeah. dogecoin but still it's absurd yeah, which is insane because just in the last couple of weeks and this is going to date the episode a little bit but just in the last couple of weeks the price of bitcoin has fallen by like 40 percent so if his contract was for x amount of bitcoin then like it, inherently it's very difficult to spend bitcoin and ethereum it's even harder to spend doge but at least bitcoin and ethereum have some inherent value in the sense that you can like spend them some places using your wallet i'd just doge, be fucking you... embarrassed being like here's your doggy coin <laughs> <laughs> yeah well i think i think that's yeah it's but it's not about that james like it's ethereum look ethereum and bitcoin are different things ethereum is a genuine network of computing power that is handling processes and those processes are called transactions and those transactions are worth something so when you buy ethereum you are owning part of that infrastructure and network and you know it is being used as a currency it's also what nfts are are built on which that's a whole nother Dude, episode well, for I a different day do not fucking understand nfts either i i would think you of all people would understand nfts more than any of this shit. no look at right behind you you have collectibles right behind you dude yeah but but <laughs> nfts are like collectibles that you don't actually have i mean <laughs> like what so so that's the that's the basis like that's the important part of having a collectible is like physically having the packaging for it yes like what 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 of course that is like that's the whole point like you want the <laughs> rare action figure i i could i could print out a, a photo of like hey look at this uh Shawn michaels hasbro action figure from yeah, but that's the 90s. not the collectible you could also get a knockoff collectible. no shit but the collectible is not some sort of like hologram in an app either. I don't have it. I don't, I can't, there's nothing tangible that I can hold like, Ooh, should I take it out of the packaging or should I not? That's the whole point. Yeah. But you, at least you can show an NFT. You can't even show a collectible unless someone comes into your home. It's not like you're like walking That's around when with you your show off your collection. collectibles. What the fuck? I'm not walking. Like, I'm not going to like, what, go on a date and be like, here, look at, look at all my NFTs that I have. What? Yeah. Hey, David, David, I'm sure that's been collect, like a subject you, of conversation. You collect the Muppets. Would you like, you have the physical Muppet action figures. That's yeah, what not, you want. I'm not buying some other person's collectible piece of it. I'm not going to invest in that. No, thanks. I'm going to show off the Electric Mayhem band set. Thank you very much. Yeah, like that's the whole point. It's like to display I, them in your home or in your yeah, office. That's, that's the whole point of those kinds of collectibles. This is a new era of collectible. I think that's the thing. Damn it, bitch. <laughs> I think you're missing the whole point of NFTs, dude. I am. It's, Everyone I does. Under, I don't understand I don't, them. But look, I'm not even a collector, and I understand. I understand it and respect it like I, look i think some nfts have gone a little too far i think it's absurd to think that someone could sell an nft of elon musk when they don't own his likeness but like the nba top shot thing where they're selling nfts of moments in nba games now granted the moments that they're choosing are, are a little absurd but still it's kind of a cool thing dude like it's in the 90s when we were all 
<laughs> Davis's dog on YouTube right now showing her whole ass and really putting a punctuation mark on what I think of NFTs. Dude, I encourage in, in you the... all to watch the YouTube version of this episode. Yeah. Which, where can they find it, John? <laughs> YouTube.com slash the BDNS. Continue. Well, Tell me about NFTs. I'm just saying, like, in the 90s, the thing was to, like, put put all your shit in a binder and, and like, show that to people, right? Or, or if it was really, really valuable, you would wrap it and, like, put it in a nice case. And sometimes you would show it, mostly when people came over. This is the same thing. The only difference is you're showing it on your device, which you carry with you everywhere at all times. And if you are holding your NFT on certain apps, you can prove the authenticity. Yes. Could you just pull up a Google image of Shawn Michaels doing doing something? Of course you could. But you could also buy a knockoff Shawn Michaels figurine. It doesn't have the same impact as having the original in the package figurine. That's what just I'm like, saying. Just like having the, having the phone app that shows your authentic NFT of a moment has inherent valuable value value and inherent sentimental it, it doesn't you know, do it properties. do it for me does doesn't do it, anything of course for it doesn't me. do it for you dude you're just you you are like nostalgia embodiment but you have to at least appreciate that for modern for young people now and people that want to get into collecting things now this is an interesting new avenue that that they're creating why would i pay money for a sports highlight that i could find on youtube for free because you don't own that highlight that you watch on YouTube. Doesn't the NBA though? Like, don't you well, have to like pay for those rights? Yeah, I mean, look, when you buy the NFT on Top Shot, you're not buying the licensing rights. So there is there <laughs> there is that. So, but, but you're buying you, but you are buying the NFT of that highlight. Just pulling the highlight up on YouTube is not the NFT. So yeah, it's 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 a it's a it's a new market like. Of course, it it doesn't have it to everyone. It doesn't have value to some people. It has a lot of value. I think ultimately in the future, it's possible that these NFTs continue to grow. People continue to be interested in collecting NFTs. And Davis, of all people, Mister GameStop over here, I'm surprised you're not super into NFTs because the whole reason GameStop is going back up is because they announced that they're going to be doing something with NFTs. They haven't even said what they just said. They're going to be doing something with NFTs on the Ethereum, you know, chain. And, and per that's... perfect. Just make the stock go up, baby. I don't need <laughs> to invest in NFTs though. I think it's kind of cool, man. Look, and, and look, and I've come full circle. I was a hater. I'm not going to lie. I was a hater when, when the GameStop thing first started happening. I don't personally have any money in it because I'm not I'm not crazy. Uh, an ape. Yeah, I'm not stupid. But uh, but I respect, you know, I respect it. Like if, if look, you're going <laughs> to like if you're going to throw your money away, you could you could spend a couple hundred dollars having a good night out drinking, having nice food, or you could throw a couple hundred dollars into dog, you know, doggy coin, Dogecoin gme amc whatever and be part of this meme and it lasts more than a night right it's a wild ride up and down up and down i think people get themselves into trouble when they go a little too far and they start putting like their save their big chunk of their savings in this bullshit or retirement or whatever i think at a certain age you need to like rein it in a little bit but for if, for younger people who can afford to like lose everything that they've saved so far why not 
It's the only way our generation's ever going to retire, John. You got to throw it all. Throw it all in and pray. God, and this is not good investment advice. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Good Lord. Uh, Well, I, I... Jeff and I both did our part for for you as well, Davis. Uh, not only did I stimulate your your AMC stonk, but uh, Jeff and I both got the Mass Effect uh, Legendary Edition, the the remaster. Uh, re- I've been rediscovering uh, Mass Effect. We'll do a whole episode on that once uh, once we can get uh, Jeffy back on here where you can talk Mass Effect. But my God, man, I I forgot. <laughs> I didn't forget, but I am a re falling in love with that that whole game and just god it's so addictive and i'm irritated that i'm not playing it right now because (laughs) (laughs) i'm 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 getting way back i'm sorry yeah you should be davis i hope it boosted your stonk but were were you guys big mass effect players i I forget yeah i played the first couple a lot yeah yeah one, one through three uh will you be getting the legendary edition davis no i played that game i'm i'm good yeah, I'm with Davis. I, 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 really? I did that. I yeah, did that story. Don't need to do I, it again. I yeah. I mean, I'm happy to see for me, this is maybe my NFT is that like I'm ready. I'm ready again. I already have it, but I'm I'm re- I'm ready to have like a, you know, a, a, some sort of illusory yeah. version of it as well. I mean, I hey, get, man, I, teach, teach their own. I, I get so little game time these days that. I want to play new stories. I want to. I want to see what else is out there. So, wow. see for um, me, it's like, what if I invest in a like a game that's like stupid though? I'd rather like have the comfort of a of a Mass Effect. At least you know? try. So I, I keep playing Skyrim. I feel like I'm a blend. I also have very little time to game, but I just end up playing games where it's like the same ten minute encounter over and over and over, and I'm just trying to like do a loop. How's that? Yeah, I've, I've, stupid. Yeah, what have you been playing, John? I've been playing a lot of Path of Exile lately, which is like a like kind of like Diablo, uh, Grim Dawn action. Yeah, RPG. you streamed you streamed that one time once, right? I did, I did stream it, and I I had, I was playing like a Templar class, and it's a very complex game for like leveling and creating your character. And so I've tried to play it in the past, and I've always hit walls. And then each time I revisited it, I, I my new character gets a little bit further than the last one. So with this character that I made, I finally like beat the game and now I'm in like the actual end game and trying to like get the optimal loot and all this stuff for this build that I'm following. And it's very fun. It is completely addictive. But again, it's it's one of those. It's like you're you're in this loop, right? Like now that I'm done with the story and I'm in end game, I'm basically I'm basically just trying to like optimize my gameplay loop and trying to like improve my gear and go further and further and further because the game should you should you should stream it either on uh you know either stream that or Valheim on on the YouTube's it, Valheim I need some time before I go back in there I suffered a I suffered a bad defeat in that game and haven't, haven't <laughs> I know but like I feel like half the fun would be watching you trying to get your gear back. It wouldn't be that hard to get my gear back, honestly. It's just time. Like it, it's just I just need to run to my corpse and grab it and run away from the mobs. What, that killed what destroyed? What destroyed you? What kind of monster? I went into this. I went into the swamp for the first time, and there's these like little swamp humanoid creatures, and they ganged up on me and like two shotted me, and I, I, I died to them like two or three times, and after the third time, I was like, ah, I'm just gonna go to bed. I'll get my shit tomorrow, and then I just never logged just back on quit. and got my gear. Yeah. 
and I've just been playing other stuff. Now I'm on Path of Exile, which I'll probably stick with at least until the new season starts. Good deal. A new character. Maybe I'll stream the new character. You should. I'm 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 all up for that. I want to I want to yeah. get back up on in the stream and biz as well. But we're gonna take a break. Uh, on the other side, we won't be talking NFTs, but we're gonna be talking a little Star Wars. J.J. Abrams, some interesting comments coming up on the Best Damn Nerd Show. To the moon. Hey everyone, Chris Seglia here, CEO of the Tenno Media Network. I would like to say thank you for checking out one of our podcasts, but we need your help. You can support Tenno in a multitude of ways by going to our website and checking out our latest podcasts, by buying some sweet merch, joining our Discord, or getting early and exclusive access to all content via our Patreon. Your support means the world to us, and you can find everything on our website, www.10-o.gg. That's T-E-N-O.gg. Thank you again, and now, back to the show. It's me, Iron Sh- No, uh, Iron Nerd Minmaxer, Hanzo Gonzo, inviting you into Kitchen- No, 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 no. Uh, the Tenno Media Arena to see whose nerdiness will reign sup- No, no, we're gonna get sued. If you- Uh, will triumph a lotly. Come check out all the battles on the Tenno Media Network Patreon, or you can just skip to the parts where Steve physically breaks something for no reason. See you there. It's the microphone alchemist Bimbo Jimbo here. Of course, formerly the Jedi Master. And we are so happy to be back delivering to you the nerdy content that you need to make it through your muggle work week. And we want to hear from you, Nerdosphere. So be sure to subscribe, rate, and review us on Spotify, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Zunes, or other non-name brand MP3 playing devices everywhere, or however you consume your weekly interval. Whether you agree with me that The Last Jedi was a crime against Star Wars, or that you think that my hosting warrants being mauled by a bear, leave us a five-star review, make us laugh, smile, or cry in that review, and there is a good chance that you will hear it read on a future episode of The Best Damn Nerd Show. So be sure to rate and review us. It's the best way that you can help the BDNS keep saying it loud and proud for years to come. And welcome back to the Best Damn Nerd Show. James Kincaid alongside John Craig and Professor Chris Davis, the crypto master, the crypto keeper, uh, Chris Davis. <laughs> might, be your new, might be your new title. I don't even <laughs> own crypto, though. I just own meme stocks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but, but you, sounds but nice ring to it. This episode it will one day be an NFT, so technically you are in <laughs> crypto asset right now. <laughs> Yeah, it, it certainly will be, and I still don't understand it. But welcome back to the Best Damn Nerd Show. Uh, we are going to be talking now about J.J. Abrams reflecting on his role in the Star Wars sequel trilogy. And, I mean, this was making... Don't look all, back, J.J. Don't look all, back. He was making all of the rounds. The fact that he essentially copped to not have... That he didn't have a plan for the whole trilogy disney didn't have a plan what this article and collider continues to call it is creative handoffs between directors and, I, and i'm going to read a, a couple of quotes here from it uh let me see here um <clears throat> he said i've been involved been involved in a number of projects that have been in most cases series that have had 
ideas that begin the thing where you feel like you know where it's going to go and sometimes it's an actor who comes in other times it's a relationship that as written doesn't quite work and things that you think are just going to be so well received just crash and burn and other things you think like oh that's a small moment or that's a one episode character suddenly become hugely important part of the story i feel like what I've learned as a lesson a few times now, and it's something that especially in this pandemic year working with writers has become clear. The lesson is that you have to plan things as best you can, and you always need to be able to respond to the unexpected. And the unexpected can come in all sorts of forms. And I do think that there's nothing more important than knowing where you're going. And this is in response to being asked about Star Wars and handing off between uh, directors essentially saying that they had no idea where they were going with the story of the sequel trilogy. Go ahead, John. Is anyone surprised by this? We all watched Lost. <laughs> yeah. You think well, the smoke monster had a plan? What did you think was going to happen? Oh, the guy that didn't have a plan on his biggest and most important directorial moment in his career in the beginning? also didn't have a plan later in his career when he was handed the one of the most important franchises in the entire world. Wow, what a shocker. I, I think, I mean, I just, I think it is, is so, I mean, we watched the sequel movies too, so clearly, you know, from Force Awakens to The Last Jedi, clearly there was no fucking plan. Uh, yeah. And e even if there was one, I don't think it would have been a good one. But Davis, you're, you've, uh, you've been burned by Abrams before. I don't know how many times now. It's it's countless. I'm lost. Yeah, you're the one that got me into Lost, you jackass. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I, I trusted you. Sorry. The Dharma Initiative, uh, I'd still like to know a lot about that. Uh, yeah, I'm not surprised. It's You would think that he would have learned from the first project because it got so much flack, of, especially in the last couple of seasons, of nothing being answered. Clearly, there was no plan for so many plot points that were never wrapped up. He never had any yeah. idea what he was going to do. And yeah. you would think that from that project, you'd be like, oh, oh, maybe I need to plan these things from now on. No. Because I am a big director now. I had this great project. It didn't end well, but now I can learn from it. That didn't happen. It clearly didn't happen. All they did was rehash A New Hope with some new characters, some nice special effects, and said, boom, bang, bang, there's a new Star Wars for the new generation. Uh, you know, maybe we can do something with these new characters that pretty much said the same story. Another quote, you just never really know, but having a plan, I have learned, in some cases the hard way, is the most critical thing, because otherwise you don't know what you're setting up. No shit, dude. I don't think like, that's a lesson that he has learned. Yeah, like, prove to like me to he's learned evidence. that in any project. I would like to see some evidence that he's learned that lesson. I, I mean, this is like file under the, you know, very obvious thing, like that it's good to have a plan when you're making a trilogy of movies. But this isn't just a, about J.J. Abrams. Like, how, how could Kathleen Kennedy sign off on this? Like, where it's just going to be, we don't have a plan for our shiny new toy that we just acquired that is this, you know, the holy grail of, of franchises and, and everything like that. And you're just going to not have a plan for where you're going with this trilogy of movies, essentially trying to set up 
you know, the next generation of Star Wars films and characters that people are supposed to fall in love with. Like, this isn't just about J.J. Abrams. This is about Kathleen Kennedy and her just uh, derelict stewardship of the Star Wars franchise, you know, in her role with, with Disney. Like, it is it is staggering. Like, what J.J. Yeah. Abrams is saying is, it, it, first of all, the fact that he has to say those things is is so stupid because it's so obvious. Like, yeah, no shit. Yeah, it's we it's know. good to have yeah. a plan. Yeah. Like, and we know course. you didn't. Yeah, we know he didn't, but again, it's bigger than we know she didn't, and that Disney didn't. Like, what the hell? Like, are you kidding me? But it's, but I can see how it would happen though, because it, it, like, for someone like Kathleen Kennedy, like to to make it to that level in in a big corporation like that, you kind of have to not have opinions. Like, you you your your opinions are like are you're like a bullfighter. You know what I mean? You're like. You're like goading good opinions your way and then like dodging bad opinions. You know what I mean? Like you're 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 just like you're flexible. You don't have a, a vision per se. People with vision create businesses. People with vision don't work their way up and become heads of like become heads of studios. Like people with vision create the studios that create these projects. That's what Star Wars originally was. Now Star Wars is being run by people who don't want to have a opinions because when they do have opinions they get roasted and lambasted for them now when you look at jj abrams here's somebody who got you know got became successful and was able to do projects by not having a plan and people found that mysterious and interesting why would he what how is he incentivized to suddenly start having plans for projects and content that he does because Every time he goes into something without a plan, it works out. And then the next project he does is bigger and more expensive and he gets paid more. So you have these two people come together to take over Star Wars. And what you get is an absolute steaming pile. But it's because the philosophy that goes into making it is completely divorced and different from the original way that Star Wars was created, which was by someone with a vision. But there's no way that somebody like Kathleen Kennedy should have signed off on not having a plan. I don't care if she's not the visionary herself, but the yeah, idea but of like she would have to gonna... put her neck on the she'd have to put her neck out to do it. She, I, she's doing it either way, and it, it yeah, underscores the fact that, that, way. that, that now George, she knows. That, now she knows uh, that she. According to up, you know hopefully. what we've heard is that George Lucas gave them a plan for for where he mm-hmm. thought the franchise would go. You know the guy that created Star Wars. And they they didn't use it and left it for for no plan. Well, that old geezer, what does he know? I mean, it, it is is unfathomable that that, <laughs> that this happened. I just it, it's the Star Wars the sequel trilogy has just been getting beaten up left and right uh, in 2020 and 2021. Just between you know John Boyega and the comments that he had to say, uh, Daisy Ridley. Uh, coming out admitting that you know there, there was pretty much no direction and no nobody knew what was going on now and now the J.J. Abrams bit but to me it points again beyond beyond him uh, and it really points to Kathleen Kennedy and just the stewardship yeah. of the franchise like it's fine you know it's not fine but okay J.J. Abrams doesn't know where it's going to go he, he he only signed on for one movie so he doesn't really right it's the powers that be not having a sort of end point in mind is just insane to me it's It's insane but again i i I understand it go ahead davis it's just weird that they would sign a director on for one movie to begin with when they know it's going to be a trilogy like 
I mean that that just right there, Kathleen Kennedy is saying you're only having a plan for one movie and we're gonna go from there. And that's yeah. That's awful. That's not good management. That's not it's just not somebody that runs a studio like that that are are doing franchise uh motion pictures. It's crazy. We're gonna have to have a bracket battle of uh of like bad studio execs, so we can put Kathleen Kennedy and Ann Sarnoff in there as <laughs> as, as Maybe one. We just seat. do a special exhibition match. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sarnoff. Put them in a steel at, cage. At least it seemed at least it seemed like Kathleen liked money. She's putting out movies. Yeah. Or Ann. That's true. Blocking. <laughs> so Ann doesn't like point. money. I think they both have the same problem, though. And and I know what you're saying, James. Like, she's getting roasted either way for, for not wanting to stick her neck out. But, like, again, when you – she's she's old. She's an old, old bag. And to get to the level that she has, she's conducted herself a certain way, and it's worked this far. Now it's backfiring. But it's like she's already too deep, dude. She's She's in it right now. Like, she's she's hodling. She's like Davis and GameStop. Like she's she's deep in it. We've she can't gone she can't too like, far. Yeah, we've gone too far. She can't paper hand her 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 old ways now. It, I just I I can't I I can't wrap my head around the the fact that 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 would just be acceptable. It's it's ridiculous. Look, and I I'm and I I, I, hark, I, hark, I harken back to when yeah. this this news was first announced that Disney had bought Star Wars. And I was so optimistic and I, I read like my words haunt me. It's like Disney knows exactly what they have in their hands and they're going to take great care to, you know, show reverence to the, I mean, to the a good job. Brand. With stuff. Yeah. I, with what other stuff, not with star Wars stuff. No, not Star Wars at all. But but Marvel has has, has yeah, done sure. good, but although the, but, probably. But, but, but I'm talking about specifically Disney. when Disney got Star Wars. I remember being right. very optimistic uh, that they would be good stewards of Star Wars, yeah. and I I don't think I've ever been more wrong about anything in my life. Maybe Batfleck because I was opposed to Ben Affleck as Batman. But th- this is this is way way worse. This is more bad than Ben Affleck is good as Batman. <laughs> We've roasted Heath Ledger as Joker pretty good, too. Everybody did. And uh, Jack Nicholson was still better as Joker. So ah! <laughs> it's true. He's the best Joker. It's no. just, uh, them, it's them's just the breaks. Look, Heath Ledger was very good. Well, very you've always good. been a fool, James. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I, I do. What let's, let's, trying let's, to say. let's kick it over to Ann Sarnoff uh, a little bit oh. here. And this is this is something that's uh, outside my pay grade. Uh, but. Basically, AT&T at it again, uh, upending another media and entertainment uh, company with this d- discovery merger. Uh, and now it's it's looking like that with this uh, merger with Discovery, it's going to form like an even bigger streaming service uh, that's going to include CNN, TBS, and, and TNT, like a monster sort of service. So I'm wondering how this might shift the balance of power with that in mind, because it's the HBO Max folks uh, that seem to be more pro Snyderverse and pro uh, that that whole business. And, you know, and Sarnoff and the, the Hamadaverse folks are not. So I'm wondering if with AT&T really doubling down here on the streaming side of things, uh, I feel like that's probably a good sign for for more more snide. 
yeah, I say you just put them all in a ring. Let's see how much money each department brings <laughs> in, how many views each department gets, and you just, you know, the but others there's... just got to go. One of them just doesn't like money, though, so it just seems like it's going to be a, a, an easy that. fight. A common refrain. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, I, 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 don't, I don't know. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm with David on that. It just seems like a thrown fighter, you know? They're thrown in Anne. Yeah. Who's not I, even going to box with gloves. I, I feel like this points more and more to the fact that AT&T is just going to get involved and that she's not long for the corporate world, at least in her, her current form. I, f- I feel like they're going to slay that old beast. I mean, yeah, one of these things is definitely not like the other, right? Like HBO Max, HBO has a long, rich history of producing incredible content and doubling down on stuff that works. Like Curb Your Enthusiasm has been going on forever the wire went on for a long time sopranos went on for a long like you you know you can go back in time with hbo they've just done so much quality content and they let stuff ride to its natural conclusion discovery likewise does amazing content in their realm like how many seasons of deadliest catch have they done at this point (laughs) it's very true many five seasons it's a great show to watch to binge watch while hungover yeah and and they have plenty of of fish bucket come out of the water it's a good show, dude. You're off base, hey, bro. Man. Yep. <laughs> sometimes they fall off the boats. Dude, sometimes they <laughs> almost die. But you know, who does, catch, man. you know who needs to be shoved off the boat and just left in the middle of the ocean is Anne Sarnoff. Because <laughs> Warner Brothers, again, like I said, one of these things is not like the other. Warner Brothers has a long history of doing really good work. And then immediately killing it, immediately kneecapping it, immediately sabotaging it, immediately canceling it. Like, can you just let it ride? And I'm with Davis. Do you do you like money, Anne? Because HBO does, Discovery does. So you better you better fall in line, or <laughs> or just get replaced. I hope you know. Hopefully, I mean, again though, it's like too too little, too late. I think it's the depressing thing is like the damage might be done you know like can they really come back from this like they, they're already in a brand new batman you know generation now with with uh twilight guys. robert so, pattinson yeah. yeah we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna talk a little bit about that uh by the way on the other side we're gonna do a little nerdgasm or nogasm coming up on the best damn nerd show hey you this is sweet johnny cage from tenno I'm here to tell you about the next big thing coming in hot from our production house. It's called the Game Club Podcast. Join me and our diverse panel of game masters as we discuss our experiences playing some of our favorite video games. Whether it's a remake of a classic game from our childhoods, a game we might have missed during the height of its release, or a brand new title that tickled our collective fancy, you're sure to love what we have to say. Who knows, maybe you'll learn something about a game you never considered playing. I know I have. Find us on Spotify under Game Club today. It's the Microphone Alchemist Bimbo Jimbo here, and when I'm not verbally super-kicking Last Jedi fans on the Best Damn Nerd Show, or fantasy casting The Rock in another movie on the DLC, well, that's when I actually get to talk about wrestling. That's right. Come join me in the Wrestling War Room, where I take my mic to the mat and launch my hot takes about the Wednesday Night War between AEW and NXT. The Wrestling War Room. Which side are you on? 
Hi, I'm Mark Truex, and you may know me as the CSO of Star Labs from the Best Damn Nerd Show, and I'd like to invite you to join me and the Imperial Commissar Jeff Budd on another podcast of ours, the Ultra Monthly Podcast, a retrospective and monthly show where we dive deep into the Ultraverse, the 1990s superhero comic book universe from Malibu Comics. And we believe it's prime time. The Ultraverse got the love it always deserved. Are you an Ultraforce fan? We are too. You missed the glory of the 90s comic book boom? So do we. And are you obsessed with these Ultras? Damn right we are. And you can join us monthly as we geek out over classic characters like Prime, Mantra, Rune, and the Nightman. So jump on now to the Ultra Monthly Podcast and subscribe today on Spotify, iTunes, and everywhere podcasts are found. Hey guys, it's the loquacious anime and manga lover Jammers here. Now I have watched a lot of anime and I've read an abundance of manga. So you would think that I have a pretty interesting opinion on the culture. From classics like Golden Boy and Ghost in the Shell, to masterpieces such as Psychopaths and Gangst. Come and join me as I talk about the world of anime and manga, which has had a huge impact on my life. And who knows, whatever I talk about and recommend to you guys could become one of your favorite series. Ammo with Jammers. Hey, hey nerd. Loremaster Tim here, and I've come with a rather indecent proposal. We want you to join in the conversation. If you aren't already a member of our Discord, what are you even doing? You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at the BDNS. And if you're crazy, odds are we'll talk about it on the show. So get kooky, and above all, let's get nerdy. Welcome back to the Best Damn Nerd Show, and it's time for everybody's favorite game, Nerdgasm or Nogasm. It's like a buy or sell, but a little bit more pleasurable. All right, let's get into it. Speaking of pleasurable, uh, the new look of the Riddler in the upcoming The Batman movie uh, invokes perhaps certain kinks uh, that, that people might have. Some people, uh, the, the reaction, I will say, to Paul Dano's Riddler outfit, you know, some some leaked imi- images have come out and everything, and people have obviously super slow-moed the, the trailer and everything. Uh, people saying he looks like the Zodiac killer. Uh, hmm. People are saying he looks like he's in a gimp suit. Uh, some other things. What he doesn't look like really is the Riddler. Uh, and I've talked a little bit about this before, and I, I'm not re- going to throw the baby out with the bathwater because I haven't seen the performance at all. But in terms of this new, very unique take on the Riddler's look, Davis, nerdgasm or nogasm? This is gonna be a nerdgasm. Wow, we, so we know we, what Davis is into. We are <laughs> Yeah. Who knows where this movie might go? We might get Fifty Shades of Batman over here. So uh, it's it's going to be interesting. I mean, why is you this know, a nerdgasm for you? Because I mean, mostly because looks like we're going to get the true Riddler of Hush from the animated oh, f- fuck you, Hush dude. movie. We saw at Comic-Con <laughs> that apparently is the true ending point for the Riddler. So yeah, for, gonna... for, those, for those not <laughs> in the know, the DC animated uh, movie Hush changed <laughs> changed the actual uh, secret identity of Hush uh, from, you know, Bruce Wayne's friend to the Riddler. They just killed off the character that was Hush and, <laughs> and made, it, made it the Riddler for hashtag reasons. So. And, 
And throughout that movie, made it really seem like it was Batman's friend who it was oh, in the comics. That's, yeah. And that's who it was. Jeffrey and I thought was going to be Hush the whole movie. And we're very surprised at the end that it wasn't. And Mark's uh, just staring. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I was nonplussed as well. But why Why for this, uh, other than you're trolling well, with this inergasm? The fact that it's the Riddler and the first Batman movie. I think that's, you know, I a new you know reincarnation of riddler i'm fine with that because if we're getting early batman it, i have hopes that it's going to be more detective based yes that so that's what everybody's saying and i totally and, agree with you i think that's cool and riddler's a good choice for him to show off his yeah. know, greatest detective skills but i'm talking about how he fucking looks though dude yeah you know we might get some you know uh What's that Tom Cruise, Nicole Kidman movie? Eyes Wide get, Shut. Great movie. Yeah, might get some might get some of those scenes. Who knows? Uh, I mean, Batman could use a little pick me up because he's been done so many times. Do you think it looks good? Do you, do you think I'm I'm very pumped for it. Like I think the movie looks I'm talking about <laughs> with this new take on the Riddler. Yeah. Which it, it might you, It's you early Riddler. Yeah, you, you okay? So uh, yeah, it, he it could evolve to where he gets into the the Riddler suit. Yeah, because because uh, I I think when you're finding yourself as a villain, you're like, you're not gonna just come out with that final suit, you know? You're, you're gonna go through some shit. And my least and my least favorite part of like the Daredevil Netflix stuff too. They make us just wait so long for him to get in the suit. Nah, I love anyway. it. I love it. I love it. No, because you got to find yourself. You got to find who you truly are. And eventually, Riddler's going to figure out that he is, you know, kind of a showboater. And that he's going to show who he is with this bright green suit, question marks everywhere. And But that's not who he is at the beginning because he, he just doesn't know who he is quite yet. And uh, I think that I think that kind of fits the character, James. So, John, I call the question nerdgasm or nogasm. Are you uh are you Davis's leather daddy here and gonna go nerdgasm <laughs> as well? I was I was roped into watching this show uh, a couple of years ago uh called what was it called? American Crime Story: The Assassination of Gianni Versace. Terrible, terrible show. Oh yeah, not a and good show. I didn't even finish it. What in I that saw was show, not good. Uh, the the killer, like the main character, at one point like duct tapes someone's head, like oh. wraps their head in duct tape. That's what this Riddler suit reminds me of. I just gotta say, it 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 makes me long for the days when the Riddler would just throw on a good old pair of bright green spandex with question marks all over it, dye his hair orange, and just start making crazy faces and jokes, dude. I'm saying no gasm. If it's not Jim Carrey's over the top campy Riddler, <laughs> Riddler, Riddler ain't Ace Ventura. We don't need no Ace Ventura yes, in he here. Is, dude. Look. Uh, I think there's different sort of uh, levels of volume that you can turn up on the, the campiness or the seriousness of the Riddler. This, this, this suit is not it for me. <laughs> you know, then the more I look at it, the more it's like, it looks, it looks scary. I'll, I'll give you that. Like the whole yeah. sort of Zodiac inspired look that they're claiming uh, yeah. to hide what they're really scary. into. It looks scary in the sense that like, Anne Sarnoff might ruin another <laughs> another story that we really like this is why why that second movie ticket doesn't get picked up you're not adventurous enough all right well (laughs) better time to to bring that up uh (laughs) no gasm uh on that um (laughs) thanks davis no no i 
I again, I'm not throwing the baby out with the bathwater about the movie or, or anything. I haven't seen a lick of the performance yet. I, I I'm excited about getting this sort of noir detective style Batman movie. And I again, I think the Riddler is a good choice for that villain. But it's interesting to me, and I talked about this in a in a YouTube video that there there's so many just sort of I, I feel like Ann Sarnoff clones out there just being like. Uh, if, if you're not uh, okay with this Riddler look, like you're the same people that were against Heath Ledger or against whatever, or yeah. <laughs> no, but it's just, they are defending this to the hilt. And some of the comments I, I would, I would have loved to see if these same people would have had that reaction. If this was something from the Snyderverse, cause I don't think it would be, I, I think this is, I don't know, just like this faux, like super enthusiasm about how he looks. It, I don't think it's going to ruin the movie or, or anything, but there are these people that think that yeah. now this movie is already going to be like the, the gr- like the greatest Riddler and everything like that because of these stupid gimp suit images we're getting. It's very interesting um, to me. Somewhere, somewhere in the basement, in the boiler room, far underneath, maybe several le- levels underground underneath the building that, that Ann Sarnoff calls her office, there's a room of two... <laughs> Two or three dozen social media interns, each one of them in charge of 100, 200 bot accounts. And every day, every afternoon, Ann Sarnoff goes down there and checks in to make sure how many positive tweets they're doing on her behalf. They never quite hit the numbers that she needs them to hit, but, you know... They're her last hope. They're her only They are, hope because and, and anybody that came out in the negative, be like, oh, I don't know about that suit. They were attacked uh, online, too. It's ridiculous. Yeah, so By bots, uh, dude. I'm telling yeah. you. And so Sarnoff employs out. bots to yeah. do this stuff, to do yeah, her bidding online. Clip this online. out. Make That's this its own YouTube video, because people need to know. They need to know this, well, what Ann Sarnoff is doing. Hashtag cancel Ann Sarnoff. Hashtag restore the Snyderverse. Let's move on uh, here in Nerdgasm or Nogasm. Uh, according to uh, the AV Club, as I'm looking here, uh, Venture Bros, Aqua Teen Hunger Force, Metalocalypse, all getting follow-up movies. Uh, this has obviously been influenced by our hit and just rave-reviewed Adult Swim episode that we did here at the Best Damn Nerd Show. So uh, these movies, these these properties, getting new life breeds into them. Nerdgasm or nogasm, Davis? You know, I. I've been falling asleep to some Aqua Teen lately, and uh, this is an orgasm for me. I, I why those episodes are ten minutes long, and yep. that's the sweet spot because <laughs> I remember the the first Aqua Teen Hunger first movie, and it was bad. It was not good. You have to take these characters in short stints, and they're good and like very quick short stories uh venture bros can go a little bit longer i was never really a metal aquilips guy so i can't speak too highly on that um i heard i know there's great things a lot of big fan base so great if people think they can do that but i think it's kind of around the same thing where i i think these characters and these stories around these characters are much better in a smaller scale and i i'll take a couple more seasons i'd be pumped for that let's go like, give me some more fry a lot. That's a shake. Johnny, what about you? Uh, are we? Are there just no new ideas out floating <laughs> in the world that are that are you, available to to 
Do you need more? I'd, I'd like to see a couple more. Yeah, I'm, I'm saying no gasm. I'm saying, I'm saying why. <laughs> I, th- I think Davis hit on a, a very good point in terms of changing up the, the format so drastically and the length of these things where the sweet spot is. Uh, I, I would much, this, this no gasm for me because I don't, I don't trust them after, especially after all this time uh, to do a full length movie correctly on, on, on some of this. And you know the 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 sweet spot like for Aqua Teen is the is the shortness. You know, uh, Venture Bros is a little bit longer. I think that one actually could probably work best a, a, as a movie, given that it's like a superhero deal. And you know, I think there's a lot of uh, parody that they could do making fun of the superhero genre of where it's been since they went off the air and stuff like that. Uh, but most of the comments too about Venture Bros, like they have no faith that this ever gets done because you know Venture Bros came out so sporadically during its run, uh, just to get the seasons out that it did. Uh, I I was excited just seeing them pop back up in the news uh, because you know they're they're fun shows to watch and everything. But for me, I'm still rediscovering them on HBO Max and everything like that. So enjoying. That. I'd rather I'd rather uh, get promised more seasons, you know, yeah. uh, than, than movies. So I'm, I'm with you on the, on that Davis and, and John I'm going across the board, uh, no gasming, uh, on that, uh, Henry Cavill reportedly going to be the new Highlander in the, so the reboot. Yeah. He's so hot right now that, that Henry Cavill, uh, nerdgasm or no gasm, John. I like Henry Cavill. I'm going to give him a nerdgasm. <laughs> I, I will say, um, I haven't that was, watched. That was a maintenance nerdgasm. It was, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> not not a very emphatic one, but maybe it will become more emphatic as things progress. Um, I mean, generally, I think he's a really good actor. He plays World of Warcraft, so we have that bond happening. I didn't watch The Witcher show, but I did watch um, that little preview on Netflix that plays like when you hover over something and. <laughs> It seemed like he did a really good job. Like his, his, the acting seemed like it was on point just from mousing over it. But uh, man, yeah, did you guys did man, you guys watch that? Yeah, we What's watched that? it. Watch the day it came yeah. out. You mother, you didn't yeah, watch the Witcher. I mean, I've been like, we're gonna do a Witcher episode soon. God. I actually recently uh, watch it rewatched then. it. I played the yeah. games. Yeah, so perfect. I just, I'm like, I, the games were so good. I'm like, do I need to watch this as a show? I don't know. But then I, again, I watched that trailer and I was like, this does look pretty. In our efforts awesome, to so. restore the Snyderverse, John, we have to support and watch every Henry Cavill project <laughs> that we, that we can as well. He's, he's, That's he's true. part of the team. So we, we've got, we've got to support him. Uh, yeah. And he just seems like an awesome guy. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a big Henry Cavill fan. Uh, and, and, you know, said in the Discord, bestdamnerdshow.com slash Discord, that if this movie has to get made, and I, I'm vehemently, firmly, staunchly no-gasming uh, the fact that a Highlander reboot should be made necessarily. The I, I, I love the original one, so I'd rather them just leave it alone. But if we have to get a Highlander reboot, Henry Cavill is the best possible sort of A-list choice that this movie could fucking hope to get. You know, like he he's he's super hot commodity right now. Uh, and so I, th- I think that's the best possible news for this reboot. Ryan Reynolds was bandied about. I, I think that would be a terrible choice for this. And I like Ryan Reynolds, but not for this. 
Uh, so that that's that's where I come down on it. They missed the boat by not uh, not doing this sooner and getting James Purefoy from Rome uh, to to be the new McLeod. Davis, what say you? You uh you watched Highlander for the first time, I think, at Comic Con a couple years ago, did you not? So nerdgasm or nogasm? You're a little confused as to how many Highlanders there were, but there could be only one. I thought there was only one, and there was a lot <laughs> no, of them. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. You there, said, there's a lot. Many, no, literally, how many Highlanders are there? There's just it's just the one that we're but there, following. But there's there a lot. There, there are immortals. There, there's like Multiple ten of them. Immortals. Oh, I heard that there was one. There's like there's twelve, thirteen. I don't know. There's it just kept popping up. It's not a so difficult it was, concept. It was very odd to me. So, uh, no, I mean this, this was this is a nerdgasm. You have to want like this because Henry Cavill is a nerd through and through. He loves the Witcher games. He, you know, like you said, he plays the other games. He he reads the novels. He's the just, games. you know, the other ones you want to mention over there. But he he really gets into the characters, and I think he really respects the lore behind a lot of this like james you know reading all the books in skyrim level type so it it means a lot to him i think and to do it right and so you you want a, a person like that an actor like that to take on these roles of movies that you don't think should be made because it, it has the best chance to actually be decent for somebody like that but we'll see yeah that's a good point that's a good point. If, they, if it has to be done, choose someone who's probably going to, you know, respect the source material. Just like that guy that's the new Cowboy Bebop, right? See, we're having such a nice time. And like in multiple points in this <laughs> in this segment, I f- feel that certain personal attacks being levied against me or things that I things Just that like I that love. like that fine actor who was in Harold uh, and Kumar, wasn't, wasn't he in that? Yeah, he was. Yeah, John Cho. Yeah, he's, he's going to be an absolute train wreck. Transition from stoner movies to... Uh... I thought he's a treasure. He's a national treasure. No, he's not. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't hate, I don't hate the guy, but he's going to be a terrible spike based on what he said. Uh, I, I, I can't, uh, yeah, that's going to be disgusting. No gasm, none, zero zilch. All right. That's, I think that's uh, about as good a place to leave it for tonight. We've, we've covered a lot of ground, you know, a wide, yeah, it was just sort of a a wide uh, variety of things that we've talked about here tonight on the Best Damn Nerd Show. That is going to do it, though. Have a great week, everyone. What? What just happened? What are you talking about? What have we been talking about? That was wild. All right. (laughs) Have a great week, everyone. (laughs) Remember, if you're a nerd, always say it loud and say it proud. Hey, everyone. Chris Seglia, CEO of the Tenno Media Network here. Thank you so much for listening to our content, but we need your help. Please rate us five stars, subscribe, and give us a shining review wherever you listen to this podcast. It really, really helps us out. And one more thing, please tell a friend if you can. Tell them Tasty Steve, Hanzo Gonzo, Mark Mann, Rip, Ricky Replay, or someone who everyone loves sent you or something. That might help. Anyway... Again, thank you for listening, and if you want more, make sure to check us out at www.ten-o.gg, www.10o.gg. You're listening to the 10010 Media Network.